Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you wonderful lot, and welcome back to Mouth Off Radio, your weekly podcast from nastygal.com. For our season finale, we've prepared something very special. We've had some amazing people, so if this is your first time listening, click up and see what we've done before. So, let me present our season finale guest. We have Swazi McCallie! Let's do this! Oh, thanks so much for having me, Paige. I'm really, really excited to be here. It is our pleasure, our pleasure. So today, we kind of are going to delve into the world of podcasting. Cool. Because for those of you who do not know, Swazi is a radio presenter, my darling, and also is a podcast creator, and she has her own podcast, which I'll let you introduce. Tell us a little bit about it. Sweet. Um, So my name is Swazi. I've got a podcast called The Litmus Podcast, um, and it's all about dunking in questions and statements into a group of people to kind of find out what people think and to uncover those real reactions and opinions. So I co-host it with my friend, the real Ben Hurst, and we just get into it. We get some really (laughs) good guests in the studio, and yeah, we just really have big conversations. Excellent. Well, I actually had a listen. Yeah, I listened to a few um, episodes on the way down from Manchester yesterday. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) You had me laughing in public. (laughs) That's the aim, man. That's the aim. I'm thinking of you when I'm sat here thinking, (laughs) what joke can I tell? (laughs) It was really, really insightful. I love the like banter between you and Ben. It was so funny. It was really, really fresh and I really enjoyed it. How did that podcast get started? Because I understand that you kind of knew each other from before before yeah, you started yeah, yeah. the podcast. So yeah, we've known each other for, for maybe over like 10 years or so. And um, we've just always had good banter in the WhatsApp chat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it always pops off. You're always having a conversations. And yep. so I just thought, you know what? I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm sure other people would as well. <laughs> like not to gas myself, but thinking, well, this is a good sort of topic and we're unpacking it. We're, what do other people think? Um, and then I work over at the radio. So I'm over at Kiss, um, got the breakfast show on a Saturday morning. And of course, there's not enough time or or space um, to kind of have these conversations on radio, um, especially not on a commercial station course, as well. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what? Let's just do this, man. Let's let's kick off a podcast and um, get Take enough that friends. filter off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and have the space and kind of think out loud and and learn from other people and you know get things wrong and then learn and all of that sort of jazz. So yeah, that's kind of how the Litmus Podcast came about. Amazing. So 
how has the response been? Have you had like a lot of people reaching out to you to be on it or giving you feedback and stuff? Like what's what's the general consensus been? Yeah, it's been really good. We've had quite a lot of feedback, positive feedback. And it's it's quite a little bit like humbling, to be honest, because here you are in a room, as you can see, yeah. and you're just, you know, in four walls with a guest, with Ben. And then when it goes out, you're like, oh my gosh, people are listening and, and people have opinions and people are commenting and liking it. <laughs> So um, the the response has been really good. I think mainly because we've been talking about um, talking about topics that that are one within our own circle of friends, yep. but two that are so relevant to culture right now. People are willing to unpack the conversation with you, of course. Um, and when you get a guest in who may or may not think the same thing as you, that's the beauty of a litmus test. Is that yeah. you know we're not trying to agree on everything, otherwise this is a one man conversation. Exactly. Um, and so yeah, it's been a real good um, sort of feedback that that have come through from friends and just strangers and anyone who's been listening. It's been good fun. Amazing. So you're on Kiss. <laughs> FM um, and I'm assuming that really helps with the podcast and stuff so tell us a little bit more about how you got onto the radio <laughs> and how you're so confident on the mic and <laughs> so lovely she's so lovely guys I wish she, I hope you can see this she's so lovely <laughs> um, so I won a competition to be honest I won a competition to get into radio and um, which I know is not the conventional way so what? don't hit me up don't ask me about what <laughs> course I did what uni I went to no no no, no I didn't do any of that um, so KISS every year bar from last year run a competition called the KISS Chosen One um, and it's a national com- uh, like competition anyone can apply and you get put into a glass box with the head of kiss um yeah it's 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 overwhelming (laughs) and you go in with a little script and you've got to do a gif and do all these sort of things but yeah like i said i never went to like university to study radio i've got no radio experience but my background's been on stage give me a mic give me a crowd and i'm good to go so i just thought well what's the difference man you're just gonna give me like a studio with a mic and no audience but that's cool we can run this yeah and then i made it into the top 20 and i was like what i'm going to the academy for kids (laughs) <laughs> I'm a fraud guys <laughs> you don't know what you're doing so I went in and did like the academy stuff and did like um, interviews and, and, and learnt the desk and all sorts and then I thought no they're definitely going to clock me now like clearly I'm blagging this no Swaj you're through to the top five I was like Drizzy top five top five top five <laughs> and then in October 2016 I won the competition and got a show um, started my training no and way. boom like I'm a legit radio presenter and every day I'm pinching myself because I've listened to Kiss since I was a, yeah. a little girl. We've all grown up listening to of Kiss. Course. So now to be in the studio, it is really surreal, but I'm loving it. Going back to your podcast, mm. who would be your dream guest? Who would you love to have? You know what? I heard Idris Elba is just like the guy. So, you know what I mean? like, Idris might have to roll through and just, just cut through. No, I think Idris would be really good. Yeah. Um, but I'm into the big conversations, you know. I'm into like the Doreen Lawrences of the world. Ooh. and Yeah, or the Louis Theroux's. Like, yeah. I remember being young and watching a Louis Theroux documentary and I yeah. thought, how did this guy do it? How has he finessed such good conversations? <laughs> but deadpan? And he's so asking deadpan. wild questions. Yeah. He's, he's the goal man like I look at Louis and think you've made it man like you're actually really really good everyone's up on podcasts now Uh, do you think there's a lot more that we can do on podcasts and why do you think they are so popular 
I think podcasts are popular because everyone um, knows their own taste. And now you've got a podcast that suits your taste. You're yeah. going to lock in. Yeah. Um, and so like music, radio will never go out of fashion because music will always need a platform. The same way, same way your taste will always need a platform. Yeah. So um, our podcast is very open because the conversations can go anywhere. But if I was like into my food, I'd be Googling what's the best foodie podcast. Yeah. Or if I'm into football, what's my favourite football podcast? And so people are really... Um, able to explore their passions in a niche sort of podcast Definitely. as they are um, wired like, like we do um, and so whether you want to go left turn or completely right or bang in the middle yeah. um, there will always be a podcast for someone so yeah it's really interesting I think a good name for a podcast is such a good giveaway oh um, definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely I am um, I have quite a varied taste in my podcast I think the most strange one I listen to is like Dan Carlin's hardcore history oh it is literally so interesting. Yeah. It's so not me, really, but I am a bit of a history buff and mm-hmm. it's very monotone voice and it can be a bit hard going, but you just learn so much. Yeah. And, you know, on the commute to work, why not learn about why World War right. One started? Yeah. You know, casual <laughs> one. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. There is something for everyone mm-hmm. and that is why it's popular. You can get as niche as you want to yeah. and everybody has, I guess, their tastes and stuff. So, yeah, that makes complete sense. Do you ever draw the line on your opinions on your podcast or is it let it rip? No, we let it rip <laughs> in the most um, politest way, I suppose. But I think that's the beauty of the litmus. So the litmus is there to spark the experiment, to spark the conversation. And whether you get someone who says something, like you said, so left, actually, let's explore that. I think we don't see that on TV. We don't see that on radio. You know, someone says something wild and then they're cancelled. And you're like, no, 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 wait, can we get to why they said that? Because yeah. they might have a legit story for why they've ended up there. Whether or not you agree, it's not about agreeing sometimes. It's about how do I um, explore the way you've got to the end of your sentence? Um, And I think that's what I love about being on a podcast is that you can take your time with someone. And what's beautiful is for someone to say, oh, that's what I thought I thought. (laughs) But now actually listening to you, I don't think that. My mind has been changed or now I see it from the way you see it. Or equally, no, I'm sticking to my guns and this is what I think. But equally, this isn't the podcast where people are going to get ripped into. We're not going to cuss anyone out. No. Um, and I think sometimes people must be careful of that because you'll frighten guests away. That's what I hope the litmus does. It, it just um, allows people to express themselves as who they are. Yeah. Going back to like opinions and no-go things, have you ever had any challenges or what are your thoughts around the stereotypes about opinionated women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... As a presenter and host, you um, the challenge sometimes is to remain objective because mm-hmm. if you're hosting an event, you want to be down the line so your audience knows, okay, I can go 50-50 here. Um, and equally in the review bit, if I've come back to the client and said, actually, this is what I think, sometimes you're always fearful of, they're going to call me a diva. They're going <laughs> to call me a diva because I've said this and I've given this feedback and although it's constructive... I've done so many events. I'm actually trying to say this event would work best or this would be better if you did X, Y, and Z. Um, 
Um, and it's not a criticism. It's the fact that you've done an event and you love the event and it can be better. Yeah. Um, and as a woman, I wonder if sometimes what I say is tinted by, oh, she's a woman. She's a woman of colour. Mm. And therefore, the stereotype of that sort of woman is that she's loud and she's mouthy and she's a diva at times. So, yeah, I think I think being in my industry, I'm very conscious of that fine line of um, how do I come across professional enough yeah. and not lose my passion? Because yeah. if I'm not passionate about something, I just won't say anything. And then it's probably worse for you because yeah. I've not given my feedback. So it's a tricky line. It's a tricky line. I completely l- relate to what you're saying there yeah. because, you know, as a woman, if you have an opinion, it can often come across as too strong. Yeah. And I think being a woman of colour as well, that can sometimes be a bit of a like, oh, calm down. But yeah. it's, it's not really about that. It's just maybe in my delivery or the way that I am. So I found recently I'm quite... I'm quite reserved. I'm quite a chill person. Mm-hmm. But like, but if you ask me my opinion, I'll definitely give it to you. Yeah, yeah. So it's it is really interesting about this podcast because at work I am quite a quiet person, really. Really? Okay. Yeah. But I know there's like 70 people in the office that are like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? But like on big issues, I'll kind of you know, if someone comes to me, then yeah, I'll explain mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. But generally, I just keep it to myself because I don't want to come across as like yeah. a diva or, you know, really catty and stuff like that. So, yeah, it can be quite difficult, I guess, across the board for women sometimes. Yeah. But I think we're making big strides. Huge strides. To change that. Yeah. And we're taking control of things. And what I've learned as well is that your voice is needed. Your voice, your opinion is so needed because if it's not present and it's not there, that gap is, is empty. Yeah. And therefore, you know, the next person who's going to come and fill my space is going to have to say the thing that I probably should have just said in the first place because yeah. it's true like regardless of whether I say it or the next lady says it um, it's better to have just said regardless um, yeah. and, and just take it on the chin I suppose but yeah not losing your voice whilst finding that balance I think is still the challenge okay well this kind of ties me into my next question which is have you got any advice for newbies to podcasting <laughs> <laughs> um, so great advice that I learned from BBC's Dawson Adibayo he always said to me whenever you have a title for your episodes make them eight words long and I was like what? he says yeah eight words long in the BBC when I do my show um, eight words is is the nice enough number that makes a title really punchy um, and grab someone's attention and to be honest it's worked like not every time because I look at my list and I'm like right that's not eight words but (laughs) (laughs) for the majority of them I do find if it's a YouTube title if it's an Instagram caption or something to engage your listeners eight words is is usually the 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 target for for good titles and I was like wow okay cool so that is brilliant yeah okay so we're now getting to the segment which we are calling the punch bowl Ooh, okay so we have some questions are you ready for the mouth off punch I'm ready bowl? to mouth off mouth with double f's mouth <laughs> 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 okay exactly mouth <laughs> off so any hidden talents or party tricks you know what? I was thinking about this. Um, so shouts goes out to my cousins, Kelly, Steph, Corinne, Simon. When we were younger, <laughs> we used to have conversations in the front room when our parents were around, but they were like, Swaz, you need to learn pigeon. Because if you can speak pigeon, they won't understand what you're saying. So it's something like this. Tivagud devagay, avagai avagam, ivagin divagus, chivagud divagu, chivagud divagu, ivagu, studio, uh, wivagiv, pevagage. 
So, okay, I've got the last bit, and that's it. <laughs> so if you are, and it's because you pointed at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once I learned pigeon, me and my brother were like, "Oh my gosh, my mum doesn't know what we're saying," and we had bare sweets and chocolates. I so. was always jealous of people that could speak pigeon. <laughs> I just wasn't. It wasn't for me. I yeah. tried, and I was like, "I can't. I can't." You need handle good cousins, this. man. I think once the cousins are on it, then oh, my cousins will just... flop me. <laughs> I hope you're listening. You've let me down. <laughs> so yeah, I'm bilingual in English and uh, and pigeons. So. Excellent. That is very impressive. And the fact that you still remember it. I know. Is... This is ages ago. So and my mum still not learned the language. So ah, <laughs> sorry, mum. Okay. So social media, mm-hmm. big buzzword at the moment. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? Positive, negative? Not really. Impar- are you impartial to it? Is yeah. it essential? I think social media is brilliant and it can be tricky. Mm. Um, I think it's brilliant in the sense that never, ever in history probably have we been more connected than we are now. Yeah. Um, and that isn't just between me and you. That is between me and my family abroad. That is between me and in Manchester and everywhere. So I think it's gorgeous when you look at how people are just in contact with one another. And, and that's really good. And Equally, we know that all good things um, can be used for something wrong. So, you know, b- bullying and being mm. cancelled and all of this on, on social media, I think people must be very wise with how they use it. Um, and if you're in the creative industry, a good tip that I've always gone by is my social profile is is predominantly for work. It's my CV. Yeah. If you go on my Instagram page, it's of all the work that I've done. And if I want a private separate account, yeah. it'll probably be a private separate account just for family and friends just to see what I'm up to. So the next question out of the punch bowl, do you think in Instagram hiding like counts will help other users and their mental health. Yeah, I think Kanye was onto a winner with this one, you know. I know Kanye was it, is... Was it brother Kanye who brother, said this? Brother. <laughs> brother Kanye. Now, we know he said wild things. He said Let's some not wild stuff. Let's forget what he said, which mm-hmm. is wild. But what he did say about social media was if we if we um, had those likes and shares and the engagement hidden, I do think that would help a lot of people with their mental health. I think if we're honest, we're, we're very addicted to our phones. Sometimes that's the first thing people will check before they've even said hi to family and just brushed their teeth and done normal things. Guilty. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So <laughs> when you think about that and you think, well, if it's to do with your performance, if you are measuring your performance and your self-worth and your dignity and value on how many likes that you're getting, on how many views and all of that, then your mental health is going to suffer. Yeah. So if that's to be hidden and pictures are just going to be pictures for what they are and people are just going to celebrate and see what you're putting out for what things are, then yeah, I think that would be a huge boost in mental I health. I do too. Tying into this as well as people's like mental health and being available on the internet and your public persona, do you think like influencers and blogging that there's a longevity in this career and you know this stream of revenue that people are yeah i think the word influencer might need to be redeemed and and pulled in a little bit when i hear the word influencer i would like to think people are thinking of people who influence others for good Mm. um and it isn't to do with your pocket it isn't to do with your purse it isn't to do with how much popularity you have it is purely on um this is a good thing in and of itself to do whether that's being kind or nice or encouraging people or all of that and if you influence that sphere then good on you 
great. Yeah. Keep it going because we will always need people to be doing good. But I think the way it is going, um, the way I look at it, is that people are being paid to do good and, and being paid to influence things. And so I just think, you know, I hope people are doing it from the goodness of their heart. Of course. Um, rather than hashtag ad, <laughs> rather than hashtag spawn. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but blogging, we will always need writers. We will always need people to be talking about the culture that we're in. And so I don't think that's ever going to go out of fashion. No. People people will always want to know what's popping and what's trending. So, yeah, may it may it continue. What does the word feminism mean to you? Because this is a bit of a sticky one for me. <laughs> it's a bit of a sticky it's one still. It's a bit of a sticky one still. <laughs> yeah. Because you get... Sometimes you do get pigeonholed. And I think feminism is, and being a feminist is such a broad spectrum. Yeah. So what does it mean to you? What does feminism mean to me? So I'm going to shout out Rennie Edo Lodge, who wrote Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Oh, yeah. And when I read her chapter on intersectionality feminism, like I don't even have the lingo for this, so thanks, <laughs> Rennie, because, boy, I was struggling out here. I learned so much that as a woman, as someone whose dad is Mauritian, my mum is Guyanese, my dad's mum is Chinese, I'm all over the gaff, right? Oh, wow. So I didn't quite know the words or the language to explain a lot of my experiences uh-huh. until I've read that chapter. So yeah. what do I think about feminism? On on the on the front, I think everyone would agree or everyone should agree that based on equal rights, mm-hmm. we are advocating for women's rights. So the equality across the board for men and women, point blank, done. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Yeah. So if we've all come to the table like that, cool. So when I go into work and we have a diversity day and I see women in the room as men, I think, okay, cool. But if those women in the room are only white women Mm -hmm. then I think okay well we've come to the conversation very differently because maybe what we're arguing or what we're fighting for may not necessarily be the same and if in that room of people only a certain type of person gets to speak and others are remaining silent then it's still not fair and so when you are um, crossing the lines between being a woman and your culture and what does that look like I think feminism like you said is very very broad um, but I think as long as people are, are reminded it's about equality for all regardless of how you come to the conversation um, then yeah I think I think it's a good conversation to be having yeah equality for all I think that's what it should be about yeah, as well yeah, definitely yeah. completely changing subject here what is the best way to get over heartbreak oh the best thing to get over heartbreak I would say is to be in community there's no point being isolated after Mm. a heartbreak because you're just going to do silly things you're probably going to text your ex Mm. and then you're going to get into a sticky one still and Mm. then it's just not going to come about I think if you've got good friends around you you need people around you to kind of go to the cinema or do things out of your space just to empty your head of things Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. So what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing right now? I'd be in theatre, straight yeah. up. I'd be I can see that. on the big stage. Yeah. Like When I was young, I did a lot of drama. That's how I kind of got into the youth group that I'm at, is on a Monday, we used to do um, a big drama, well, not big, but like we had a drama club, right? And there'd be two groups that you'd go head to head to put together a drama. And if you won, you got to perform your drama at the youth group on a Friday. Oh. Yeah, so it was proper competitive. Like It was really funny, really good laugh. But I just loved improv i loved being on stage and and i did stuff at theater with um stratford royal okay so if today oh this is turn taking a bit of a turn so if today was your last day on earth boo but yeah okay no (laughs) what would be your last ever meal and i need starters main dessert and drink wow yeah you need a full shebang i do Okay, I'm a big foodie. Okay, here I'm a big we go. breakfast girl as well. So can I slip in breakfast into this one? Oh, girl, if you um, want to do all three ooh. meals of the day and snacks, <laughs> yeah. we have time. People are no swars. I haven't got time for that. I, <laughs> I think breakfast is so such a beautiful meal. Yeah. <laughs> big pancakes. I'm talking American fluffy. fluffy. Yeah, mm, see? Yeah, you, yeah, you knew, yeah, you knew. Yeah, yeah. Fluffy, maple syrup, mm-hmm. raspberry, strawberries, blueberries, banana, all of that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, give me a good breakfast. And then I'm going to go, if it's my last day, Christmas dinner, man. Christmas <gasps> roast dinner with all the trimmings. All the trimmings. And cranberry sauce. like Sprouts or no sprouts? No sprouts. Oh, but if okay. it's my last day, I might just go out, you know. Yeah, I just might, I might as well yeah. honour <laughs> it. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's my last sprout what we're gonna do yeah and then my yeah classic dessert apple crumble and custard of course apple crumble and, like how are you go- when I meet people I'm like no you need to start everything again because apple crumble and custard you're not doing that no no no, no. oh what a classic yeah so I'm a big foodie but yeah, and what about your be. drink what's your go to drink it can be alcoholic mm. and non-alcoholic or go to drink I th- schler I'm a big fan of schler oh, which one the um, red white grape the, oh yeah classic love it <laughs> yeah, white love it slur. that's my grandma's drink yeah. I finish it and she's like you finish my slur <laughs> I was like yeah sorry grandma <laughs> <laughs> and then you know what I love Bailey's oh yes mate but in my hot chocolate oh stop oh stop really yeah. little, little teaspoon of Bailey's in the hot chocolate oh Listen. I'm gonna try that <laughs> yeah. it bangs okay I'm normally just like a massive glass with lots of ice yeah 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 me too I might yeah a morning when, yeah. a morning one morning <laughs> in one, the hot you know? chocolate yeah. only at Christmas guys come on don't judge me but yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright I'll have to try that as we are a fashion retailer mm-hmm. what is your favourite go-to outfit or your style Ooh, my favourite go-to outfit. You know what? I love a good jump- jumpsuit, you know. Do you? Yeah, and I love pockets. Give me a pocket. Like, my wedding dress is going to have pockets, number For one. For sure. Like, why, why am I not got pockets? I'm going to need to carry lipstick and stuff. You are. So, yeah. So, Swazi, where can our listeners find you? 
They can find me in my bed most uh, <laughs> <laughs> after the breakfast show. So yeah, you can find me on the socials, all socials, Instagram, Twitter. That's at Swazi McKelly, S-W-A-R-Z-Y-M-A-C-A-L-Y. And the Litmus Podcast across all podcast stations, um, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. And yeah, you can lock in on Kiss on a Saturday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Because um, I'm playing bangers and got the banter as well. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got the banter. Oh, good. It was absolutely incredible to talk to you today oh no you're really cool man you have survived the nasty girl punch bowl yes whoop do i get an award i will pop that in the post for you <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks i will thanks. arrange something yeah. um it has been an absolute honor to have you here it's been so nice to meet you we are gonna definitely be listening to more of the litmus i'm definitely Aww. gonna be um checking that out going forward i hope you really enjoyed your time here on the mouth off podcast yeah math I'm math, math off, off. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and shouts goes out to you Paige. you know and nasty girl and everyone else as part of the team it's so good um to just yeah hear what you guys are up to thank you so much thank you Woo-hoo-hoo. what an absolute delight she was such a lovely lovely lady she's a great representation of what we are about at nasty gal fierce independent woman who's absolutely smashing it in her field so if you've liked what you've heard please subscribe rate and review and don't forget to tell your friends you can find us on instagram and twitter at nasty gal please come along drop in the comments any subjects you feel that we need to cover or any questions for the nasty gal mouth off punch bowl Right, girls, that's a wrap on season one, but you'll be hearing from us again very, very soon. Sooner than you think. Hey, everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.